Max, you look tired. You look tired. Is university life getting you partying too much? Well, I went out last night. You can. I can. Tell. I didn't sleep. I slept like for two hours. So, I mean, I'm not. I don't feel tired, but I may look it. I think you're a vampire, <laughs> personally. But um, yeah. You have some weird sleep hours. I don't know if it's a finished thing because JQ has some weird sleep hours. But anyway, at least it's not four o'clock in the morning for me or you, and it's a decent time. So thank mm. you for your time. Yeah. We are not doing a five-hour podcast this week. We did a long, long enough one last week, so we're just going to do a recap. Uh, not even a recap, just a preview of the race coming up, a general chit-chat and a general catch-up. It's going to be a fast podcast. Uh, sorry, not a fast, a short podcast this week. Um, we'll do these from time to time. So, you know what, Max? It's time to drop that intro. <laughs> Nitro is the glory. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast with your hosts tonight, Keenan White, aka Lefty the Great, and if you are unlucky, the Finnish village idiot, JQ. This is the RC Podcast with no name, but plenty of content. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some serious bench racing. Yes, people, yes, people, yes, indeed, Nitro's the glory, but E-Buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 145 of the No Name RC Podcast. I'm your host, Keena White, a.k.a. Lefty the Great, and to my, I'm getting, oh, look at that. No hesitation. I know where to point now. And to my <laughs> virtual right is Max Mort. I'm actually pointing left, but he's to my, to my right virtually. You know what, Max? We're going to have to get, in 2022, because I think you're going to continue to be a, a co-host, we're going to have to get a intro done with your name in it and not a Finnish religion yeah. idiot more like a Finnish vampire that's what you're going to call you hooded <laughs> Finnish hooded vampire Max um what's up Max you're doing university life um you're going to somewhere this week you're going to like rally this weekend or something like that yeah yeah actually I kind of wanted to talk about it oh. it's it's WRC event in Finland this is like okay this is the biggest like uh thing in Finland every year I'm pretty sure this is the biggest like this gathers the biggest crowd. It's over hundred thousand people go to this one city to watch the rally thing. So is it a it's real rally? Is it like you crazy fans that are sitting out in the middle, like standing out in the middle of the, or getting as close as they can and almost getting hit by rally cars? Is it that type of rally, or is it like a? Well, I mean, the Finnish safety guidelines are the best in the world, so <laughs> it's it's not that, that crazy. That. No, but it's it's actually true, but. Mm -hmm. It's it's like uh, it's still pretty crazy. It's funny you can you can watch videos online. Finnish like rally fans are crazy. They always everyone has gloves on. Uh, everyone always brings like uh, this sort of like uh, 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 what do you call it? Like a rope that you mm -hmm. can attach to a car. So every time a car goes out, everyone just starts running to the car. They att attach the rope and then they just pull the car on the road in like one or two minutes, and the guy keeps going if the car is still good to go. It's freaking crazy. Well, I mean, rally is big in Finland anyway. I mean, you guys have yeah, nothing else to yeah. do besides drink, well, herd reindeer, and rally cars. This is the this is the seventieth year of this rally happening. It's been going on since nineteen fifty one. Wow, 
So this is the official WRC, yeah. right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, and this who, time we have like at least two guys, two Finnish guys running in the WRC class, mm -hmm. and both are pretty likely to win, like have a good chance to win. So who are they? Kallero uh, Abera and Esapekka Lappi. Yeah. Can we now say that in English? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's the like you could you could maybe call Esapekka Lappi EP. That's probably easier. Okay. That's his yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. I've never been to an event like that. Uh, are you going with your yeah. family or are you going with friends from school? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm 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 going by train. Uh, sort of the halfway way, halfway point, and then they'll pick me up from there, and we'll go nice. with a camper, nice. camper better. So. Camper life, caravan life. That's what you call it, caravan. And, uh, yeah. All right. Um, I'm gonna get on to what I done here this weekend. But first, I have to say some thank yous and pay some bills. First off, I like to say thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world. Without you guys, we can't do this. We got some cool messages. I showed you that message that we got from a. He's a friend of mine, but um, it's pretty inspiring. You see messages saying, "Hey, I thought I was into RC before, but you're making me a fan of RC." And that was one of the whole reasons of doing this podcast is to make RC where people want to watch races around the world. He's like, he's excited to watch Buggy Lamb. So uh, that's one of the biggest compliments I can, I can, we can get, I think, as, um, as media podcasting. And at the end of the day, that's one of our goals is to make RC exciting and cool and get us into it and, and bring some storylines to it. Hence my write-up about Buggyland this weekend, which you guys haven't checked. It's on Instagram and it's on Facebook. Facebook is the better write-up, but check it out. Big race coming up this weekend. So thank you to all the listeners and supporters of the podcast. Uh, the numbers have been great lately. You guys seem to be enjoying the podcast. It was a great live last week with Tebow. Thank you to Tebow for his time. Um, I actually think he's going to come on once a month now as a co-host too. He enjoyed it. People enjoyed that. So I'm glad that of that. Um, yeah, so thank you to all the people that joined in. We have over 100 people on last week. Those sour candies were sour, but they weren't as they they weren't as bad as they, they I thought they would be. They were sour though. They were really yeah. sour. The hot stuff is much worse. I yeah, say. I think. And you're you're a huge fan of sour patch kids, which I am as well. So yeah, yeah. but these sour this is way, way worse than sour patch kids. Oh it's, yeah, definitely. But still. So, um, thank you to everybody that tuned into that, and thank you to everybody that donated for the um cancer. The, we, I think we made like 80 bucks, not much, but you know, it's something. Uh, so thank you for that. All that money goes to Joe Bain and, and the Bloomingbury RC race way. Uh, thank you to all the patrons of, of Patreon. We have a discord chat. We're trying out uh, a beta version. Um, I actually finally got into the Mayako discord. I've been like not going in that. And I've been uh, kind of, I've, we've had a, a NNRC discord for a while, but like, I've actually known about Discord for about two and a half years. My buddy Joseph Mador, he actually kind of hit me to it, but I didn't really pay attention. But I have to say, Discord is freaking awesome. And it's a great platform, mm -hmm. and I love it. And the NNRC one is going to be banging too. So, I, yeah, we have a Discord. I'm in beta testing with the patrons right now, and then we'll get open it up to the public. And I think it's just going to make life a lot easier for me as well with topics and stuff like that. So, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, shout out to those guys. They get... They get a free, they get to help me test and all that. And if you wish to be a patron of the podcast, it helps me, helps everybody. Um, you know, you can, the link is in the written description of this podcast. And of course, we can't do this without our awesome sponsors. They are Mayako. I know it's almost the end of September, but it doesn't look like it's going to be out in 
September. Someone said they had the car already. Yeah, I that's heard just someone had that's the car. just people talking nonsense. Nobody has the car besides Joseph, yeah. I believe. Um, uh, pe- people just, I think, talking crap. But yeah, like anything in RC, it's 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 close. But like anything, you you know how manufacturing is, Max. You've been there. You've done that. You know. Yeah. You know how deadlines yeah. are with that. So. It's just little things, and I think they're trying to... I know people's like, oh, you're making up excuses for Joseph, blah, 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 Mayako. I said, no, I just know how manufacturing processes work, and right, and yeah. RC... And that- it's not like there's any manufacturer out there who releases a car in time. Like, exactly. Let's but be of real course, here. <laughs> of course, of course, this is going to be under a fine tooth comb because it's it got Joseph involved oh, yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. But anyway, I've seen some stuff, and I got to say, I am freaking excited. That's all I got to say. This is probably going to be the easiest car to ever work on, ever, and I can't wait. That's going to be great for me. I like easy. <clears throat> Shout out to Beach RC. I have to make a correction. They did not sell out of the MOD race, the Masters of Dirt, but they sold out their pit space. I was talking to Brent this morning. It looks like, man, he's doing good things. Uh, he's got some projects in, in, in line, and he thinks, I think this Masters of Dirt race is actually going to become one of the biggest 10-scale races in America at, at next year. Probably there this year. Yeah. But uh, a lot of people going, a lot of people have fun. Shout out to Beach RC. Thank you for all their support. High Tech RC, of course. I'm loving my RDX Pro 2 charger. Charging up my batteries without problems. Without any problems. So if you guys want some, check it out. If you want one, check it out. TNR Fuels. Uh, shout out to Chris Nelson and his family. Techno RC, thank you once again. Techno for continuing to sponsor the podcast. We had uh, Techno number one Techno driver Jared Tebow on. Sun City RC Raceway, they have the uh, the the U.S. Open. I would say is the next big race coming up. Uh, and I think we're going to have the majority of people go into that, the American big races. So we're going to see that. There's $5,000 on the line as well. Uh, I'm going to get Tim Lime on her to talk about that before it happens, I believe. Uh, so shout out to them. Uh, Lugs RC, uh, tire company, just released their long wear compound. Check them out. We have uh, coupon codes for them. Manscaped.com, we have a 20% coupon code for them. You can check that out. Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, prepare for victory with Papa Willie's Traction Tonic. You could go to www.papawillies.net, pick you up some traction tonic. Why should you choose Papa Willie's Traction Tonic? Because it gives you more tra- more traction. It's long-lasting Light tire wear, sweet scent, clean ap- application, fast acting, and feels fresh. You're going to get that sticky feeling all over your hands. You can go to www.papawillies.net, use the promo code NNRC in all caps, and save 10% off your order. Scooter has been a longtime supporter of this podcast, uh, and I greatly appreciate it. Also, shout out to Racecraft USA. Remember, guys, get pitted with a command module. Use the promo code NNRC Lugs. I'm sorry, NNRC Lugs. NNRC Squad in all caps, and you will save 10%. The NNRC Lugs is for Lugs, but that's all in the written. All this is in the written description of this podcast as well, and in the links. And um, shout out to Donathan RC. I am thoroughly enjoying my leads. I'm about to order some more because I need some XT90s. But man, Zach's been really good to me. And why should you support Donovan RC? It's a small business that handcrafts its products and made in USA. He's a small business and he does this at home. Quality matters. His products have been high quality. I can vouch for them. I have had no issues with them. Performance. Hey, my, their charge leads, my phone leads are working properly. They charge up things fast. I'm happy with them. And customer service. I can chat to Zach anytime I want. Check him out on, on Facebook or hit him up on uh, the drcproshop.com. 
And uh, yeah, use that code no name 10 and you will save 10% off all orders, $50 and more. And shout out to House of RC, RCGP, and of course, Invisible Speed. The course has launched. Uh, Joseph is actually going to give me, I'm going to do it, actually. I did talk to somebody that has done it and he said, yeah, it's off the hook. So I can't wait. To, and he says he's learned more in that course than he has in 20 years of RC. So yeah. that's really good to her. And I think this is going to, once people catch on, it's going to boom. It's going to take right off and it's going to be good. So that's enough rambling about our sponsors. Remember, everybody, showing the sponsors some love, shows the podcast some love. If you guys can do that, we greatly appreciate it. There are affiliate links. There are coupon codes. Some save money. Some don't have any coupon codes. But if you're going to show them some love, it helps us out. And it helps us out going to the next year. And we're coming up to the end of the year here. It's now October almost. So if you're a company interested in uh supporting the podcast and you think this is a great platform to advertise your product hit us up we're looking we're going to be looking for sponsors in for 2022 all right max uh i do have a couple shout outs real quick uh i want to shout out to user user rc hobby plaques i've gotten to know people there they've been sending me this is a very nice 10 scale facility max this is like the ocrc of the midwest it's got like oh it's nice and they are having the j concepts ins race this weekend I believe so good luck to them they put in a fresh layout it looks great i heard lupus live is coming back bobby moore made an announcement yesterday that they're coming back uh I, he says guess who his um co-host is who do you think his co-host is gonna be i think it's gonna be mark santa maria it might be jeff yeah i hope it's not jeff <laughs> we need to get jeff I, I i think that that relationship has done but um according to jeff i i need to hit him up and ask him if he's coming back on that if that if that if that is, means is Jeff still in RC though. Uh I think Jeff's about airport life. I did see him do some RC the other day, but I think he's all okay. about making money and being uh indoor uh airport life. And also I want to shout out to the Dorm the DCMCC. They are the Dorm indoor like the Dorm County um I I kind of met these guys briefly uh they I believe they had a podcast at the bar it was called. And so we kind of keep in touch now and then. And they're, um, I, I believe it's the guys, because, man, some people, I actually have a, another Facebook group with these exact same initials. You know what I mean? It's for RC track, but one's in Canada and one's in the UK, so I get them confused. But uh, they're having, they're, yeah, they're starting their new, their new, and they have an outdoor race, outdoors track as well as indoor track. They're starting their new indoor season with new EOS carpet. Uh, first round starts October 31st, so shout out to them. Happy birthday to Tony Newland, Clinic RC. Had him on her a few weeks ago. Good guy, old school racer. And um, hey, yeah. let, let me say one thing. For all these tracks that we, we shout, out, shout out on these podcasts, if any of you guys who are the track, track organizer, the guy behind the tracks, Please make it on House of RC. Please make a profile on House of RC so people can find it, uh, put pictures on it, put all the info on it. Uh, it makes our track more visible. It helps the House of RC community grow. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's good for the, all of us. Yeah. Um, there's actually a good plan uh, Joseph has for tracks, too, concerning the Invisible Speed course mm -hmm. for beginners and stuff like yes. that. And it would uh, help the tracks out as well, you know, help put some money in yeah. the tracks. So I think he's going to do that later. All right, Max, uh, real quick about me. We talked about you're going to WRC. Uh, how's university life for you? Are you, are you, are you like hitting the books now or are you, are you partying? You was partying last night. So 
Um, yeah, last night, last night I went out with my friends, but, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been doing a lot of studying actually, mm-hmm. probably more than I expected. <laughs> I've been studying the whole week because I'm leaving for the weekend. So I don't have any time over the weekend to study. So I've been sort of doing some stuff in advance. Uh, but yeah, it's, been, know, it's been going great. So. Yeah, I've been fun- kind of now getting into the study mood. So. Uh, okay. So party mood, like initiations over. And oh yeah, I get it. Um, it's funny because my buddy Ashton Abdul hit me up yesterday, and he just started university too, but only Amer- you know in America. And yeah. so he was showing me what he's doing. He just yeah, he's showing me he's like doing. I gotta build like a a go kart from scratch. So he's studying suspension and all that stuff. Okay. So I was just like, wow, it's so crazy. You and Max are both in university at the same time, and it's like one European, one American, and I'm getting, you know, he he has obviously has the frats and sororities and football and all that stuff, and yours is like we're close yeah. to Russia. That's about it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, but Finnish Finnish like uh, university culture is pretty crazy. Like I'd say, if someone from abroad came here, they'd be like, "What the fuck's going on here?" Well, fin- I just think Finnish yeah. people are crazy anyway. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, me, I kind of been into boating, so I got my new uh, the boat that I'm actually chasing the record in. I finally got it. We put it together. Me and my mate put it together Saturday, and we took it. Dude, we went out to the, I knew I probably shouldn't have done this, but I knew it was going to be packed, man. We went out to where I normally go test on a Sunday afternoon. It was fucking packed out there. Jesus, it was like probably over 100 plus people there just swimming. Luckily, they don't swim like out in the deep. It was jet skis out there playing around like in the, because it's the biggest little lake. I was like, ah, no, we're not going to run her because it was like too many people and just like, my mates, nah, like, let's just go. We took the table, we took the boats, and yeah, we had fun, man. And um, put on a show for people uh, with the catamaran. I flipped it a few times, and then luckily there was people to go get it. Uh, I kind of had it on stock props. And, man, I think this thing was doing about 75 miles an hour. I didn't have my GPS in it. I have two GPSs. I mounted that. But it was a good day of just running, running boats for a couple of hours, putting on a show for people, and we came home. It was me, my son, and my buddy. And then... um. That was Sunday, and then I, I put on look, put on these new props on the new Animal Cat to go test out. Luckily, they ain't my fully modified props. We went out there. We went out there yesterday afternoon. It was quiet. It was a little choppy. In this cat, we can't run it and chop. It has to be like glass, water like glass, yeah. to reach the speeds that I want to hit. So I put this new props on them. Got out, did one run, like one, two loops. Went down to say, oh, let me see how this feels. I only got it up to 94 kilometers, six, well, just under 60 miles an hour because it's so rough. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, going to flip. So I'm like, all right, let me take one more speed pass. Lost a freaking propeller, like way out, like in yeah. no man's land. Because like, it takes two propellers, right? So then I had to yeah. hobble it in and then I had to go swimming because I couldn't make it in. So to say that every day is not a good day, but it was fun. Um but this is the teething problems of boating, like losing props and all this type of stuff, but fucking enjoying it. So that's all that matters. And yeah, uh, maybe I'll get the, the speed rack is 121 now. So I don't know. I, I have a lot of work to do, but I'm going to get it wrapped up and all the stuff before I go through all that. And then I'm going to go out there and like do an actual day of testing and, and all that stuff here soon. So I can't wait. <laughs> anyway, anybody into RC boats, let me know. Cause next I want a gas boat next. That's my next project. I'm building a gas boat. <laughs> so I'm going all in for boats. It's, it's man. Like yesterday, you was like, oh, I can't. Rec-. Like I was like, well, you know, I want to record because actually we we're supposed to have uh, we we're supposed to have a guest this week, 
But kind of didn't work out. You have to go to rally. So I was like, well, let's do a quick podcast. Let's talk about bargaining and all this type of stuff. Yesterday I went out there. I had fun. It's, it's like, hey, go pick up my son from school. We go out there. He gets to go swimming. He drives little boats. I get to do some testing. My mate's out there. This is what RC is about sometimes. And I, I'm enjoying it. And I have fun. Yeah. So, all right, Max. Um, you know what? I think it's time to go on some RC news. We don't have much RC news. But this week's RC news is brought to you by TNR Fuels and High Tech RC. TNR Fuels. Here at the NNRC, we are all about that glory, and that glory is nitro. TNR Fuels is the hottest fuel on the market, owned and operated by Chris Nelson and his family, made by racers for racers. TNR Fuels is currently available throughout the USA and Australia, and I believe they're opening up distribution markets around the world. For more information to support the company or purchase some fuel, visit www.tnrfuels.com or contact Chris Nelson directly at chris at tnrfuels.com or find them on House of RC or Facebook. Thank you, TNR Fuels, for your support. I look forward to uh, running their fuel when I get to California here soon. Maybe in Costa Rica because I heard the guys in Costa Rica are getting it soon too. Um, yeah, we might, we might be going to Costa Rica. Me and Joseph. That's another thing. Costa we Rica, wow. On. Yeah. I made a I made an essay about it in high school oh, or yeah. uh, what's you call it uh, primary school. Well, they race there and it's a pretty decent race scene there. Mm-hmm. So we might go there. Yeah, it's, Costa Rica is actually a pretty good country. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm looking forward to going there if we do. Uh, also, I'd like to shout out that this is also brought to you by High Tech RC. I'm thoroughly enjoying my RDX2 Pro charger. High Tech RC D is a leader in RC systems. Delivering the highest performance and reliability supported by a dedicated customer service personnel. The HSBC 938 TH1TH servos have efficient brushless motors, titanium gears, low consumption, constant output, and a metal case. They also regenerate power back into your battery and braking. The RDX2 Pro Charger, as I can attest because I'm using it, can charge up to, I'm charging two six-pack cells. It takes more than 45 minutes. I'm also not charging a high amperage but it gets the job done. I can monitor it via the Bluetooth app on my phone. I can start, finish everything, see how much power has been put in, how much cell is going to get right on my phone. Right on my phone. So good. I enjoy it. Trust it's in high tech. man. Yeah, man, the future. Making RC easier. So dialed app, house mm-hmm. of RC, all that type of stuff. Trust in high tech, your server and charger headquarters. Visit hightechrcd.com. Where to buy to find your nearest retailer. Thank you, high tech, for your support. I got your banner there. I got to put it up the back so you can see it better. That's this week. Um, all right, so RC News, Max. We actually don't have much. We, we we had quite a bit last week. So I just got to come off. I see, I got to say, Live RC, Tyler Hooks wrote an article this week. It looks like they're going to make a point series using race time events, or he made a point series using race time events and the nationals as well as the dirt events well that seems a bit familiar and already done yeah i wonder who came up with that idea some idiot but he's an idiot yeah he even made a trophy (laughs) for it he even drove 700 miles to go get the trophy you know so oh i didn't i just was a passenger uh (laughs) i mean this is great they i saw what they were doing they used a lot more races they used two drops but the point system seems familiar not as good as your point system and I mean, I, they, I guess they say imitation is the greatest form of flattery. I'm like, I just want them to do it better. Like, do it, like, do it. You probably, Live RC has more reach than me. So do it properly. Like, mm-hmm. get proper graphics and do it properly and all that type of stuff. But it's been done and already given yeah. the trophy this year. We did, we did four races. They're doing more races. We did no drops. We did, you know, we did it like a real series. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I think there should be no drop drops. Like, and you shouldn't have like SIC in there because that's still sort of a actually not a low profile oh, race. Actually, but it's not like the biggest race in there. This year you had have a, like PMB, DNC, and like all the big ones. Well, to be four fair, or five races. To be fair, SIC actually does have a big. It's starting to get popular because it's the first big race. So you'll see Mayfield and other guys there. But yeah, yeah I agree. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, but this year it wasn't like. It should kind of start with DNC like, in it. You know what I mean? Because that's the biggest race. Yeah, for sure. DNC um, would be the first one for sure. But it's good. Uh, hopefully, I, there were a few people that said, oh, the, the Keenan and the No Name RC podcast done this already. We got no traction with that. We kind of did that just to have, to prove that uh, it could be done, and it makes it better. It makes it better for for racing. But if it goes somewhere, great. I mean, we need this. We need this, and I think it's just. Well, I mean, mine was just American too because that's the only people that were racing. So it is what yeah. it is. Um, I hope they make it um good and better if they continue to do it. So, speaking of rankings, um, in top twenty five. Drop their list. I swear, I feel for Rick sometimes. Every time he drops a new ranking after a race, I swear he has to spend like two days explaining how this works. So not much change here besides yeah. Ryan Mayfield still on top. Jared Tebow moved up three spots. And uh, Ongaro and Ranafog moved on. It's going to be interesting to see after Buggy Land because a lot of the Europeans that are on this race going to be there. Seth Van Dalen moved up five spots. He didn't even make it to the A-Main. That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Is, like, I, me and JQ were probably the biggest critics of top 25, and it was because of the fact that there were clear issues with the list, that things that didn't make any sense, uh, like it didn't work properly. Mm-hmm. And uh, the issue was like, those weren't fixed. We weren't mad at it didn't work properly. We were mad at like it the, the issues weren't fixed so now i think i think like now the list looks pretty okay tebow's a bit too high up there maybe Bertrand too uh rest of it looks okay there's some drivers that are a bit misplaced but i think i think like what he should do and this would also make his life much easier is do separately for europe and america and then do three three lists so europe america and then do a third one which is estimation of the two combined mm-hmm. so then people will have the idea that okay this is an estimation this is not the actual ranking or actual list this is the estimation how this driver would rank up and obviously dnc and the worlds will have more effect on that list because that's those are races where mo- more drivers combine but Right now, the issue is that uh, the list is very heavily favoring Americans, and it's been all forever, and it's based on past results, and those past results are being graded by the list. So the issue is that when the list started out, it was only Americans. So uh, I don't think so. Every time you add a race. It was like even like some like sick cross was in the in the like counting. So it, the issue is that when you started out with a false set of sort of parameters and then you build on top of that, the results are going to be false. So I think that's the issue with the list. And I think he would have better results if he counted uh, American races and European races separately and then try to make a list combining the two. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that way he will have better results with the list. And I, because I think there there is a place for a list like this. And I I wish he and I wish he will continue doing this. And I I think he will. And he has no uh, reason to stop doing it. Uh, so yeah, I think I think uh, one change he could make is introduce two more lists, Europe and America, and then have this list as an estimation. Well, so I think that could be a good uh, added I, I would thing. agree with you. I talk to Rick on a regular basis, so he'll probably message yeah. me after he listens to this and say, Max, I don't know what he's talking about. Well, it's not as easy. I kind of mentioned that to him, can we have an American and, and European list? But to be honest, I yeah. don't think, uh, I think he... I think he just does this for the fun of it. I don't think he does this for. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I don't like think I don't think he. Yeah, I don't think he has actually really cared about the list that much since he started it. Mm-hmm. Like he just does it. He has his algorithm which he uses, and he just uh, like updates it after every race. So it's not like he does any real work for this list at this point. Mm-hmm. So, and, but but it gives he, us I, I'd, to talk I'd like to see him. Oh yeah, and it's it's. Uh, but I I'd, I'd like to see it being uh thought about it more maybe adjust adjust some things to make the uh results look better mm-hmm. uh and there's obviously like you will never have a list where kyle mcbride is represented correctly because he just doesn't race big races because he lives in australia mm-hmm. but at least like try to match all the rest of the guys there's a lot of drivers here that shouldn't be really well, on Zach this still on it. Tanner Denny, I don't know what's going on with Tanner Denny. He hasn't showed up to any big off-road race. I think yeah. he's, I think yeah, he's doing true. full-scale. I think it's full-time re, uh, real estate now. That's what he's doing. He's got like yeah, a but he was, he was racing. Like, he raced DNC. He raced BMB. He raced uh, Nationals. some other big races. Silver State. Yeah, and Nationals. he was really fast. Yeah. He was really fast. So. Mugen ain't paying, man. Mugen ain't paying all money. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah. it, it's good to see... Uh, I, I know, okay, so before he would leave our boots' name here because Reds told him not to have an owner. They didn't want his name on there, but I guess either they mended fences or he just doesn't care. And he just said, all right, I'm just putting yeah, his name there. I, I, think he was, I think he was a bit silly but about from boots. but Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I, I, would would you agree. Care? I would agree. That's yeah. just coming from not understanding how it works. But, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. It is yeah. what it is. Um. Next up, Ifmar talks about world championships. Let's let's see what Ifmar is saying here. Because it probably isn't much that I want to hear about. <laughs> I, I know that sounds bad. It says, Ifmar has posted some information about world championship events in 2022. Although a lot of the countries are still under COVID restrictions and travel is not up to the level before 2030, there is some light to be seen. Vaccination level for a lot of countries is over 70%. And before the end of 21. More countries will have reached that percentage. If more board and blocks will try to prepare a calendar for 2022 within the next weeks for three or four classes starting somewhere in September 22 till the end of November. Yeah, that's very normal, I think. So we're not going to have any, we're not going to have any euros in June in the summertime. Oh, but that's Ephra. Oh, right, right, right. That's what I, well, they're all the same people. Um, so yeah. I got them confused. All right. So they have a whole year. Hopefully travel. All right. So good. So hopefully we got a Worlds next year. Fingers crossed. Because yeah. I want to see a Worlds. Let's Why, go like, Ifmar. Yeah, I don't. The, the issue is there's way too many people who are for some reason opposed to the vaccine. So that's really making the rest of our lives really difficult. What you're going to see is um, now that... Um, 
America's opened it up for uh, vaccinate. If you're vaccinated to travel, I bet you're going to see a lot of the Europeans headed. DNC is going to be fucking packed. I hope so. I hope so. Because I think you're going to see guys over there. I saw Mark Baruffalo sign up for AMS. I don't know. I asked him if he's going. Yeah. So. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. So we shall see. Um, I asked him if he's going, but he's at Bugland, so he hasn't answered me. All right. Um, yeah. SCRC uh, has the U.S. Open. Uh, I'm going to say it again. October 8th to 10th. Uh, I'm going to get Tim Lyme on there. That's the next big race we have her, so I'm excited about it. I know I mentioned it earlier, but I kind of want to pump it up because, you know, SCRC is a sponsor, and they need some. They need a good attendance. You know what I mean? So let's help them, Mom. Hey, Max, I got a picture of the Agama buggy on the track. The front shock like it is yeah let's put it up here let's see if i if i done this right let's see should we go through the design uh, i can explain some of yeah yeah let's let's here. talk about it um let's put up the picture yeah. here and um yeah yeah you can we can talk about it real quick so let's share a screen and um I don't know, where is it did i lose it all right so here we go. Here's it. If you can see this, this is in action. It looks like it's at Nemo Raceway on a wet oil track, smooth oil track. Can you can you zoom it in a bit? Uh, actually, there we go. Yeah, yeah, that's good. There we go, Max. Um, so yeah, yeah. So pretty much uh, uh, now we see the design of it, and uh, I gotta say I'm not surprised. I pretty much called it. But uh, I still have to say I'm a bit disappointed because this is really not the design I wanted to see. There's still some good things about this design, though. So, so the biggest benefit of this type of design is definitely the aerodynamic benefit of it. So you won't have the big shock tower in the front. Uh, you won't have the shocks blocking the air from the sides. Uh, so that's really good. So. Biggest benefit is aerodynamic wise. Uh, you need to introduce a bigger front wing there. They had uh, on the photo they released on their Facebook, they had it on there. And uh, they kind of need to redo their body as well to get the benefit of it. Should it be flatter? Uh, yeah, you, sh- you should probably have like the front end a bit lower mm-hmm. just to get the air flowing over the body instead of just like pushing against the wall. And uh, I'm still wondering how the rear mount is able to withstand any impacts, but apparently oh, you mean the rear wing does. mount. Rear wing mount. Yeah. yeah, just for clarification. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's pretty crazy that that can survive any impact. But if it does, that's uh, that's pretty good. Uh, I'm a fan in that case. But then then comes the negatives of this type of design. So the first negative is. This type of design probably doesn't have a lower center of gravity. Because if you compare to a regular shock shock tower design, half of the shock is below sort of the gear, gearbox top. But here with this design, the both of the shocks, even though they are smaller, are on top of the gearbox. So center of gravity most likely isn't affected. And worst case, it's it can be even raised with this type of setup. Depends if they have a different gearbox, lower one, 
then oh, because it could be just because the actual there. height of the shocks having that much weight up that high. Yeah, yeah. Because, because when the it's standing up, quite high up, yeah. Because when it's standing up, yeah, the shocks. It's like you know. Yeah, I get that. I get it. I see where. It comes yeah, from. so that's that's one thing. Then uh, the second thing that's a really big issue. Well, not a huge issue, but something that I can't understand why they didn't do. Because the the linkage from the arm is attached attached straight to the shock. That means that all of the weight of the shock is supported by the A arm, which means that it's it has all the unsprung mass still in the in the arm. So you didn't reduce any unsprung mass and you probably even added some with that linkage linkage system. What they should have instead done is have sort of a lever in there, like a rocker. So you would have the link attached to a rocker, which would then push the shock. This way you would have uh, no added unsprung mass and you would decrease, decrease unsprung mass by quite a lot. So that's one thing I think they should have done. And then the really the biggest issue of this type of design is the fact that the shock is very short and uh, also the spring must be pretty stiff. So the speed of the piston is very slow. So it's really hard to make the car act really good over small in characteristics of the, of the track. So let's imagine you go over like American style track where there's like small bumps all throughout. This type of shock isn't, isn't gonna react to those accordingly. This type of shock will never be fast enough or stay sort of in the speed of the bumps. And that's going to be a huge issue to solve. Also, the really stiff spring, the frequency is pretty high. So the spring doesn't generate grip as well. So those are probably the biggest issues with this type of design. And uh, that's going to be really hard to solve. I would have liked to see them try the cantilever system where the shocks will be sort of in the chassis. Uh, uh, that would be much more interesting. And that would be something that would be actually like when tuned correctly could be better. This type of system, I don't really see being a whole lot better unless you have big gains in aerodynamic wise, having bigger front wings, having the body designed so that the air flows over it and stuff like that. For the rear wing, it definitely helps uh, with having the shocks like that aerodynamic wise, but that rear wing design isn't, <laughs> isn't very good. So yeah, there's some good things. It's it's nice nice to have something different. I don't think it's faster than the regular car, uh, and I'd say it's kind of hard to even get faster than a regular car that's set up like this. You can test different pistons and stuff like that, and you can get more performance that way. But it's never going to be as good as the shock stood up over bumps and stuff. So yeah, that's sort of my verdict on this. Um, not a not a huge fan, but it's cool to see something different. Quick, definitely. quick, quick question. So I see here, like this, the the eyelet shock part of the shock is mounted on the outside of the dog bone, and then the part that will go normally on the top of the shock tower, the mount for that is behind the dog bone. Now my question is, people are asking, are there two shocks on the front here? So where? Oh does yeah, yeah, definitely. If so, if you have one shock, the car wouldn't roll. Right. There so I'm just no saying. Roll. So you how are the so are the other shocks? Is the other shock just directly behind this, and they're using yeah, like one directly. screw to connect both of these together? Like so, there's one no, screw no, they, going through here. No, what they what they've done is they have a mount from the gearbox that 
uh, mounts the upper end of the shock and one is on the left side and one is on the right side mm. and they are sort of behind each other that's how they've done it and you can see the linkage the other linkage is front of the upper link mm-hmm. and the other linkage is behind the upper linkage as you can see right clearly here from the picture but those two links connect so to the two shocks done. i get it okay that makes sense yeah so those two shocks act independently got you got you so they don't connect to all right I, I mean Let's see how it works. I, I can't wait to see some under the hood pictures of this as well. But hey, yeah. you, maybe they figured out something. Maybe this works great on their oil tracks, their smooth tracks in England. Let's see how it works yeah. on some balloon oil tracks. Hey, this is how innovation comes about. Right now, everybody's talking about Nemo and this buggy. So they've done a good job there. You can't guarantee. You can't. Yeah, this is definitely like, even if this car is a piece of shit, they've done really good job marketing wise. So there you go, guys. There's a. There's a picture of it in action. I don't know who took this picture, so whoever took this picture, photo credits to you. All right. Um, it's time. I think that's it. I don't have any more news, dude. I think that's it. It's been a, I'm not, you know, that's it. I'm not talking about everybody's race reports and all that <laughs> stuff. So uh, it looks like a good uh, short, short news section. I think it's time to go on to... The BTRC Bench Racing Q&A. What do you think, Max? Yeah, man. Also, I just want to say thank you to TNR Fuels and High Tech for their support of the podcast. And uh, remember, train the podcast, train the sponsor some love, shows the podcast some love. And speaking of that, here's another sponsor. BeachRC.com, the racer's one-stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Lux Fuels, and Assault RC Performance Products. So, fill up your cart and check out at BeachRC.com today. And thank you to Brent and BeachRC for their continued support of this podcast. We greatly appreciate it. I was talking to Brentus this morning. They're gearing up for MOD, which is going to be awesome. And uh, he said he's got some big things in the in the works. So awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Uh, thank you for their support. People, we do have an affiliate link for this. If you want to buy something from BeachRC, if you use that affiliate link, it helps us out immensely. And helps BTRC out, of course. So thank you to BTRC, the brick and mortar hobby shop. All right, Max. So you, you can go a little bit more in depth in your questions today, but I got to put a time limit on you because you get carried away in science mode. But um, <laughs> we have a couple of science mode questions here. One is from a good friend of mine, Peter Bartel. We've gotten to know each other really good over the next last few months. He binged, like, listened to all my podcasts, all 100 and something so he asks, how far should I go in trying to balance my e-buggy? I've had to add almost 80 grams to one side to balance it out. Is this worth it? Depends. Uh, if it's really bumpy, probably not. Uh, well, okay. Uh, let me let me phrase it a bit differently. If If the car is really heavy to begin with, Probably not a huge difference. Uh, I've done this with my full drive. I did uh, when I was running Schumacher. I had to add like 60 grams or something crazy to the car. And it did get better uh, just because of the balance of it. 
So it's really hard to say. Uh, I I wonder like what car can be that imbalanced? Must be that you're running the long packs, I believe. Hey, I uh, believe he runs an e, a AE e buggy, by the way. So there you does go. he run? Does he run the long packs? Because with the short shorty packs, it should be pretty balanced. I don't know. So don't know. if if you're not running shorties, I'd suggest you do, because the weight, like decreasing the weight of the car, and if that if that also balances the weight bias of the car. Uh, that's going to be really good. So I'd always advise to go, I, I always advise to try to take weight away from places where it's like being too much instead of just adding more to balance it out. But in some scenarios, it, it can be better to have a balanced car instead of having the lightest possible car. Well, e-bugs are so heavy now as it is. I mean... Yeah, but I saw one guy, his e-buggy weighed 3,250, mm. which is crazy light. So, yeah. uh, I think as battery tech gets better, we're going to just see that class get better. You know, longer lasting runs, yeah. uh, lighter batteries and stuff yeah. like that. But I, I think these days, if you're running good quality battery packs, you shouldn't really need the long long packs. You should be fine with the exactly. shorties. The race is 10 minutes. That's all you need it for, 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Second question. For outdoor racing on medium grip tracks with big jumps, he, he races in the southeast. Should he run full droop at all time? What 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 type of tracks? Can you repeat the beginning with? Sec, um, for outdoor racing on medium grip tracks with big jumps, he races in the southeast, like Carolinas. Yeah. Uh, should he run full droop all the time? In the rear, yes. In the front, it's a bit more difficult. I've I've often found out that increasing droop in a front makes the front end very like springy. So the front end wants to race a lot. And generally you lose a lot of corner speed when you do that. So I I I I, I gotta say that for since I started running AE, I've tried different droops in the front. And every time I've tried something different in the front, group-wise, it's always gotten either worse, uh, like corner speed-wise, or then it's gotten like that there's just way too little droop. So uh, the, the amount of droop I run with the shocks laid down is uh, 104 millimeters of the shock length. And that's what I've been running the whole time. In the rear end, though, with more droop, you can gain quite a lot of grip, uh, especially in like the middle of the corner, because oftentimes when you don't have enough droop, it starts to raise the inner rear, rear inner tire a lot. So I enjoy running maximum droop in the rear almost always. When it's higher grip, it's beneficial to go to less droop in the rear just to gain more corner speed. So my advice is when the grip gets lower and lower, just increase the droop in the rear like maximum almost the maximum in the front i'd say keep it pretty much the same always i that's my my take on it it's hard to say because i haven't raced abroad with this car a lot yet so i raced in tracks that are in finland we have a few medium to high grip tracks and we have different speed tracks and we have tracks that are bumpy and not bumpy 
So I have that sort of thing, but in Europe, especially there's a very different style of tracks like corner wise and sometimes mixed surface and stuff like that. So those are a key thing. And especially if you have a sort of like small hip jumps or you have those sort of, well, uh, Westergaard likes to do those dragon back sections. Mm-hmm. On sections like that, having more front droop is actually worse because the front tires catch the bump. They don't ride over the bump. With less droop, especially on like whoops and stuff, having more droop in your front is going to catch the bump, but mm-hmm. the car will try to do this all, uh, like before every a whoops whoop uh of the like the straight so you want to have quite a little quite little loop in the front on tracks that have a lot of those like small jumps mm-hmm. in bigger jumps if you just like jump higher than land flat then it doesn't really matter that much but i'd still say you gain more in corner speed having less droop in the front than you lose uh like jumping wise in the rear end though i'd say try to run maximum if you can afford it and have enough corner speed still i i find for myself i have more rear grip and more control in rear that way now i'm gonna add my little two cents to this when you're in mute oh am i sorry i'm gonna add my two <laughs> i i muted because of some noise outside there uh yeah when i was racing and i was running my mugen uh we are our one track that we had at the time los cocos was like it was no big jumps but was loamy the back straight was full of holes you know what i mean it was rough what i used to yeah. do was be i used to run as little droop as i could because my my theory mm-hmm. was i would rather have the chassis hit that bump like you know then my wheel go down and there yeah. you know what i mean so i want the yeah. wheels to stay there i would rather have like the kick up or the front of the chassis hit that bump i know mm-hmm. i just didn't want my wheel to sink down there and get caught in there or like you know yeah. if i was making some fine adjustments because it was just too rough and I found yeah. that the best, like, yeah, it punishes your chassis, but it, it, you know, that's what it's there for to take some, take some punishment. Yeah. And definitely for very high speed bumps, it's almost always better to have less droop. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for but low, slow speed and bumps, it's better to have more droop, especially in the rear, right. but front, I very rarely touch. We have another setup question for you, Max. Uh, this one comes from, okay. I like this guy. He goes, RC car nicknamed the Dragon from Minnesota. Beach RC question. A lot of, uh, of of setups unscrew the shock ends, but also add limiters to the inside and outside. We understand that drivers often fiddle with stuff then write down their final settings on the setup sheet, however, however they finish. So perhaps that's just an answer. So I guess he wants to know if you find people that unscrew uh, the shock ends, but also add limiters to the inside and out. Why? He's he thinking maybe it's a mistake. They've yeah. got to t- take it off their setup sheet. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he's saying. There is like most likely what happens oftentimes is they go to a race and they start out with a certain setting. Mm-hmm. And then like in the middle of the race, they realize they don't have enough droop. So they just unscrew the, uh, the ball cup a bit and have more droop that way i always try to do it so that if i do that middle of the race after the race i fix the shims and then i measure it again and then i make a setup sheet mm. and that's the proper way to do it uh but most pros are very lazy with their setups oftentimes they don't even probably know what they have it in there they they just do it and send it off to the team manager and the team manager publishes it uh so yeah, there's definitely a lot of pros out there who just put something on it, and it's probably not even what they run. 
So he also goes long every, every time you read pro guys set up, take him with a grain of salt. <laughs> he also asks, is there ever a time to extend the shock and, and add limiters in both the inside and outside? He says, any discussion about shock limiters is a shock limiters is appreciated. Thanks to beach RC and the no name podcast, no name, no name RC podcast. He says, go team dragon. I like it. I like it. Uh, so is there any time yeah. you want to extend the shock and add limiters? I think, um, you would add limiters. I know we used to add limiters to the outside of the shock, but that was to prevent on the rear on high speed tracks to prevent, uh, yeah. jacking. I guess that's what we was looking not to have the car jack as much. Yeah, but it's 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 sort of if you have a lot of inward suspension, mm-hmm. the shock sort of when the car rolls, the shock goes over sort of the point where the car would normally bottom out. So that's why you would have the limiters on the outside. But if you unscrew it, it's like then the limiters don't like they don't make any difference anymore. So yeah, there's really no reason to have limiters on either side and unscrew the the ball cup. Uh, so yeah, it's just that they've had a setting and then they unscrewed the ball cup as sort of a quick way to have more droop. So right. yeah, that's that's my take on it. All right, well, shout out to Team Dragon, man. Keep those questions coming and um, keep racing. All right, Max, you have a fan. Andrew Schultz, Max is my hero, and he has a big heart right next to it. He wants to know, <laughs> when would you use angled, why, when would you want to use angled piston holes over straight, and could angled holes work in 10 scale? Yeah, this is a good question. Um, what the angled holes do is they provide a bit more pack, I believe. It's, it's sort of like... Um, they work better when you have the shock slate down with the JK. What we often used to do is when we were at the track where it wasn't too bumpy and we wanted to have the shocks more laid down to gain a bit more corner speed, have the car rotate a bit better. We would have the issue of land, like landing jumps was really hard with the straight hole pistons. So having the angled hole pistons, uh, uh then provided more pack. You could still run the same sort of uh, same uh, hole size, so you would have the flow of the piston would be pretty similar. But then on higher speed, it would pack up a bit more. So that's sort of uh, the reasoning behind it, and definitely it could work in ten scale as well. And also one thing about it is you can have a thinner piston like this, so you can have an angled hole, and the piston could be a bit thinner. Uh, I'd say having a thicker piston, uh, straight hole is sort of similar to having a thinner piston with angled holes. It's, it acts differently on track, but it, it does similar things. So it just adds a little bit more pack on the high speed of the shock movement. Thinner and thicker pistons. What's the difference real quick? What's handling yeah, so a very a very uh, thin piston. What it does is the oil flows through it like the sort of the hole the hole you have. It's it needs to Got go it. into the hole for a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So then, when you have a, a thicker piston, the oil, oil goes into the hole and it has to be there for a longer yeah. time. Yeah. So when the piston is moving at a very high speed, what happens is 
the oil starts to pack up, it can't be compressed like as much as it has to be with the thicker piston. So for example, I ran pistons that were five millimeters thick and I ran with holes that were like, I had, I think six hole pistons with 1.7 holes. So mm-hmm. like the whole size is very big, but then when I drive the car and track, it feels very similar. Like, uh, the compression feels very similar to a thinner piston with uh, a smaller size hole. Obviously then the high speed is still different. So you could run a very thin oil and the shock would be very smooth on the top. And when you would land a jump, it would, uh, on the high speed, it would have more pack and more compression, uh, more pack and the compression would be a bit stiffer then. So obviously with the angled holes on the thinner piston, that makes it, gives it a bit more pack because of the angle. So the oil has to go yeah. up and like that, but it also yeah. acts faster because it's a thinner piston. So it has less time to travel. So yeah. you get like a, be- I guess I'm assuming you get the best of both worlds with a thinner to an extent. Yeah. On, on, some, on some scenarios. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's the idea behind it. And the scenarios where these angled holes work the best to my, like what I've tested and what I found out, they work the best when the track is very smooth. So when the track is a bit rough, or when the track is slower speed, or when you're running the shocks more stood up, it's almost all the time better to run straight hole pistons. This is because you have more feel in the car and uh, you get a little bit more grip in the car, at least the feeling of more grip. You don't gain much in lap time because you lose a little bit of corner speed, but uh, you gain better feel over bumps and stuff, you make less mistakes. But then when the track is really smooth and especially if it's higher speed and you want to lean the shocks out and still have good landing characteristics, you can have the angled holes. And, and with thicker pistons, it's a bit different. It's, it, it lands really good, but you have the car feel a lot softer. I haven't tried too much with, uh, shocks in a really big angle with the thick pistons yet. I will try. Uh, but I'd imagine, with thick pistons, the result would be a softer car with good landing characteristics with normal thickness pistons uh, and straight hole, or let's call it thin piston straight hole. You will have the piston be quite fast and you can have a thick oil in it. It starts to bounce the car a bit, but you have sort of more feel in the car. The car will be a bit more precise. And with the angled holes, you have a slightly bit more pack so you can lean the shocks in a bit and uh, calm down the car and also gain a little bit of corner speed, but still have the car land okay. So that's sort of the way to go. For smoother tracks, uh, angled holes are usually pretty good. I ran them this year at one race where there was a smooth track with, with uh, high-speed corners and stuff. So Max, I, I like them at least. You know what? Just off topic, you I'm getting so excited about like actually getting to do this type of stuff again if I, when I go to California next year. <laughs> like, you know, just hearing you talk, like, and I want to feel this. Like, I want to feel angle pistons versus straight pistons. Because, you know, when I usually go to these races, I never drive or touch a car. Yeah. So it's going to be awesome. Just, just thought about that while you was geeking out there. Yeah. All right. But now that we're talking about best pistons, I want to say something, okay. which is I'll that sh- I'll be quiet. The, pistons we, the pistons we use are very poor they they work pretty much the opposite way it it's not like like if you think about like actual rally car shocks or motocross bike shocks 
and the way they work. Like RC car pistons are like very old type of design and they like the pistons like the VRP and MIP are closer, but they still don't do the right things. They, they do some okay things sometimes and they can work in some scenarios, but they, they still don't act correctly. They don't act like an actual shock absorber in a real rally car and stuff. And I hope someone will come up with uh, a proper shock de design and I will definitely try to be part of it if I have a chance. Oh, the, you're, the, uh, I'm muted again. Again, you're muted. Yeah, I, I, uh, you're in university, man. Make it happen. You got the tools to your... Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. That's 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 why, that's one of the biggest reasons I wanted to go to uni right now is mm -hmm. now I, I, I've been working for a few years. I have a, a bit of money, money in the bank and I can live okay in the uni and uh, I get uh, availability to all the CNC machines and stuff from the uni and I can get uh, access to different materials and stuff. And I also like study the stuff. So I learned the theory as well. So it's, uh, that's the, one of the biggest reasons I wanted to go to uni as well. Awesome. Awesome. Make some machine pistons, dude, make them how you want them. Uh, <laughs> all right. Next question is from Magnus Berglund, Ber Berglund from Sweden. Nitro question. Now that Europe will probably lower the percentage in racing, can you quickly explain explain what happens when you alter the percent? So that T Bear's new fuel was twenty eight percent in the nineties. We ran sixty five to seventy in our eight scale drag cars, three point five cc engines. They sounded awesome, and we believed that they were a lot faster. Tuning was another story. Well, it comes down to power. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I I run thirty two as thirty as well, and it's just power. Isn't the rule of thumb as you go lower in nitro, the the more runtime you get? So, um, yeah, I, the I nitro burns faster than oil, right? Or so, methane, so, so what is it now? Is it that now? Is it regulations now in in racing that the percentage is lower now? I, I assume we know that the regulations yeah, made it so we can only buy so much, yeah. But now have have Afra or Ifmar made a decision on on racing? No. It's uh, in Europe. Uh, it's twenty five percent is still the maximum. Mm. You can run anything below twenty five, uh, but the issue is you just need a license to have it. It's actually pretty easy. Yeah, he uh, actually done it. License. This guy actually done it. Done yeah. the license and got it. He showed me that he done it. Yeah, but I think yeah, he's, I, I've got it too. But yeah. he says now he says now that Europe will probably lower. So we're looking at are they going to make it like a lower percentage? Ob obligation. I, I'm kind of torn on this. I ran 12% fuel for two of the Finnish nationals, uh, and uh, it was good. It it was. Uh, I actually tested 25 versus 12, and I mm -hmm. felt better with the 12. Uh, I had like better feeling on the bottom end, and uh, straight line speed was pretty much the same, and fuel mileage was better. So. Uh, two tracks, I ran 25. Now the biggest reason was actually heat. So it was 30 degrees hot, both these races. And uh, the issue was that the engine, when it, it gets that hot and you have only 12% of nitro, the nitro actually cools down the engine a lot. So when you only have the 12%, you will start to have issues with like overheating. The engine will be good tuned for a few laps and then you will overheat and the engine will go lean 
or if you like then reaching out the engine, then the engine will just be rich and never have enough temp. So that was the biggest issue with 12% fuel. So that's why I had to run 25. And I think I it's it's, it's hard to say if a different type of carb, carb or a bigger Venturi or something like that could help mm-hmm. in higher temps. But most likely it'll be very difficult to tune an engine in somewhere like Madrid, where it's like, uh, I think two kilometers, uh, on, on top of sea level. Really? And it's no, really hot. I don't know. It's, no, sorry. 2000 feet. Okay. So that's, uh, what's that? That's, that's like, uh, uh that's 700 meters, yeah. 700 meters. So, okay. But still very way above, uh, the ocean level. Same thing actually was in Portugal, uh, in Freixidas. It's really it high higher. on top of sea level. Yeah. Yeah, that's very high. That's even higher than Madrid. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's going to be an issue. In Finland, we can run 12 because it's like it's not that hot. I could have run 12 in both of these races. It would have been like both of these races where I, I ran 25. I could have run 12. It would have been worse, but I could have run it. Uh, but Someone like Spain and uh, like Madrid, as I said, it would be really difficult to have the engine tuned correctly with 12% fuel. Well, what, what's going to so, happen is yeah. is guys are going to put different, um, like my mate done, he, uh, for GT, he wanted to get, he wanted to run 16% because he wanted to get seven minute qualifiers, but he wanted mm-hmm. power because, you know, those things suck fuel. They couldn't even do seven minute qualifiers. So he, he made his own fuel, scooped out the head button where the, um, yeah. I think he scooped it out and maybe even like uh, had it lowered a little bit so it gets more compression to get make up for that power. So you're just gonna see, what you're gonna see is it's evolution. Like engines are just gonna be designed to run better with these mm-hmm. eventually. So that's it was funny because I had this conversation with Greg yesterday. He called me. Um, his he's been he's over there fixing up the Genki JQ van. So he's sending me pictures and giving me updates every every day on what's going. On. So we got talking about fuel. And he was just like, I just don't understand why we don't um, run 25, make everybody, all races run 25% like they do at the Worlds and all that type of stuff and just leave it at that. Yeah. And I, I don't understand why they allowed 30% fuel in America. There's no reason to allow it. Like, I, why? I mean, like, there's, there's some just, places it's just that more you, work for the people. Right. All right. So, say, say like in Bolivia, when we was in Bolivia, we was at 8,000 feet and then 15,000, 14,000, 12,000 feet. Okay. Having okay. nitro in that point, like you need a higher percentage nitro. Like it's not much you can do after that. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know what's going on because this all comes up because uh, Tebow is, you know, released his JTP fuel with Nitro Pro and it's 28%. So I don't know, man. Um, I think what you're going to see, it, like people think this is going to kill nitro. What it's just going to do is just make people get more in- innovative. What it's going to do is allow people to cheat yeah. more too. That'd be good too. Like I don't know how you would cheat. I wish. I wish we could move away from nitro completely to something else, like, like some ethanol or something. Right. Still nitro engines, like pits and yeah, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, like internal combustion yeah, engines, yeah, internal but not like nitro. I think that could be a good good thing moving forward. Then there wouldn't be issues with licensing, and there wouldn't be issues with like, well, there could be issues about how many, how big of a percentage of ethanol and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think we should move to 12% fuel in Europe and then find a way to make the engines work. Obviously this has to be a gradual process. You can't do it now because engines can't really uh, do it in higher temps. But uh, I wish that would be the case 
because all like the licenses and stuff, it's easy to get, yeah. But now imagine an American would come to race in Europe. He cannot run 25% fuel unless he gets the license. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, we have one more question, and this is going to be real quick. Actually, I got this last week. It's from, it was a, I, I believe just a private message. I should have known this guy's real name. He just goes by DC. I can't, quick, quick, no, I can't pronounce it. But he goes, question, request, what's JQ's thoughts on doing invisible speed in-person clinic seminar style classes possible in the States? I just have to say, watch this space. Watch this space and hold our beer. Uh, that's part of, that's, that's something we should see next year. Good stuff. Um, Max, I think that's all the questions we have. So we had some time to answer them properly. There were some good questions. weren't many, but there were some good questions this week. Yeah. So thank you all for those questions. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. I know somebody had another question around here somewhere, but that's all I could find. Um, you know what? You look tired, dude. You look tired. You look tired. And I got something in my eye. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you stay up all night, you know? So. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go on. Let's let's do a, a, a preview of this up-and-coming big European race that is Buggy Land. And uh, that is brought to us by Techno RC. Thank you, Techno, for the long-time support of the podcast. Uh, Max, let's, uh, let's talk about Buggy Land. Techno RC. Techno RC. Techno RC is a premium manufacturer specializing in 8th and 10th scale high performance off-road RC buggies and trucks. Visit www.technorc.com for a complete catalog of their products. Techno RC, excellence in engineering. Hashtag Techno Takeover. Yes, we are back. Uh, Techno, thank you for all the support. Awesome team. Going good for them this year. It's going to be interesting to see who's on the team going into 2022. Silly season's almost coming up, Max. We ain't too far away from silly season. We're going to have a lot to talk about this year, it looks like. All right, Max. Um, being as we couldn't get a guest on this week, well, it just didn't work out. We'll have him on. It's going to be a good guest, too, by the way. Um, people have been asking for him to come on. So he's a legend uh, in the UK. So we have the Buggyland race coming up. For some reason, I thought this race was actually next week. So I know Joseph is driving. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I uh, don't, it's been weirdly promoted. Like everyone's like kind of, yeah, weird. Yeah. So, um, so I hit up, Um, I knew J Joseph, you know, actually the, the van looks pretty badass at the node. The JQ SM, everybody's making so much, so much fun of that. But people don't pay attention because he changed the logo from JQ Racing to JQ Scale Motorsports like months ago. But people just weren't paying yeah. attention to it. So he got the van wrapped and he headed down there. And I think he's there now. I was talking to him today. He's like, oh, my car is so dialed. You know, that's, I think this is actually, I think he's actually got the full Mayako too. Uh, or maybe just, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, and then well, I. He's had it for a while. Yeah, but I think like this is the actual full, full one. Maybe. I'm not sure. Oh, they like the. Yeah. Like um, that. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Maybe he has he had well he had some prototype parts yes. like in the nationals, but who knows? Now he's probably like almost production. Joseph, don't tell me anything. So anyway, um, yeah, I didn't even know. Then I hicked up. I hit, I'm like, hey, I hicked up Ronafal. Cause hey, what's up, man? When are you going to Spain? He goes, I'm here. Like you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, oh yeah. So it's he like the races this week. I was like, I didn't know. So um, we got this race yeah. coming up. 
Um, real quick, let's let's have a look at what, you've been to this track. This is uh built. This mm-hmm. guy is Miguelo. This guy built. When yeah. we talk about track builders, we don't give this guy enough credit. He actually built some really good tracks. And he um, built the IBC, I think. Yes, he did. And um, yeah, you know, let's have a quick look at at this track. Let's see if we can get it where we start off with some laps here and um, get some laps in for you guys. Let me see. Uh, let me just make sure I have this correct. But um, the reason we're talking about this is this is actually a very big race in Europe. We had the IBC, the International Buggy Challenge in Portugal uh, back in July, I think it was. And now we have this. So this is really the second time that these Europeans have raced in two years. But this is extremely stacked even more stacked than i would say the last race the only thing missing her mm-hmm. is probably um a big uk contingent there's no skidmores no no lee martins nothing like that we have do have elliot boots there but yeah man and there's some italian yeah there's a lot of italians a lot of a lot of i didn't realize how big like how many spanish races there were lots of, you, you know what spain is fucking huge in eight scale they have two national series they have really? a national series and they have a b national series yes i did not know that so yeah. they have a okay so they have um they just have what the euro does but with uh in a national series so that's i get that yeah all right let's see if we can for those of you that don't know where, where's this track to in how do you say it? Funer Kral, Funer Kral, Funer... how do you uh, say it? Kral, i think yeah you've been there I you think. so real quick you yeah, went there for the it's it's yeah i went there for the b years in 2014 and then uh we went to practice here before the euros in 2018 with jq mm-hmm. this track is like 10 minute drive from like the center of Madrid. This is like, this track is at a perfect spot for anything. It's like, yeah, under 10 minute of drive to the center of Madrid, like the center center of Madrid. So it's, it's like right cool. in the city almost. Yeah, you can see like he posts like the pictures he has on Facebook. You can see like the big skyscrapers and stuff yeah. from like the sky view photo of the track. So how long has he had this track? It's pretty cool. was, no, was 2014 the year you won the uh, Euro B- Bs? No, 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 no. Uh, 2014, uh, I don't know where I finished. Uh, I wasn't that good. I think 2015 when I won the junior Euro. Okay, junior Euro. So Sorry. This yeah. But this, yeah, this track is, uh, yeah, this track has been there for a while. Uh, at least like from like 2010 or something, but probably even older than that. Well, let, let's have a look at it. And um, let's see. Where's, this is. The, from the final pues, from no the, 2000 actually so here's some laps we got david ronafalk this is from the hour-long main that we had uh there last year i think that's ronafalk no that's not ronafalk sorry is it uh yeah probably kill it no that's ronafalk no, no that's ronafalk but he's running yeah, a yellow wing. Yeah, just, yeah okay so as you can see this track is is very nice. This oh, is, no, no. That's Tom Robin. That's Tom Robin. Oh, wow. He looks just like this. Wow. I thought that was Ronafalk. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. But no, he's, he, yeah, it's Tom Robin. Look at this track, man. I really love this track. Uh, it's got yeah. elevation change. It's It's got like... Yeah, he always does that. It, the rear part of the track has always, were well, at least for the last like five years, been raced like that. So it's really cool. And he has like all the jumps he does and stuff. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, there's nothing like unjumpable here. It's all it's fast paced. 
even that jump, it's fast paced. Yeah, yeah. You know, then you have this little bit of to slow you down on this, like before that jump. Oh, that's so I like I love like when jumps are just fast like that. You go uphill. Yeah, yeah. This is a great track. It's gonna be some great racing there this weekend. These yeah. guys. And he always does a new layout for each year. So I haven't seen the layout yet this year, so I haven't yeah. seen any video from this from this track yet at all. Um, uh, David sent me some video of him testing somewhere else in Spain. So yeah, and I'm sure they're probably out there. I don't think what's today Wednesday when we're recording this, so they probably are not at the practice. Hasn't started yeah, yet, think, or has it? Yeah, there. I think it starts on Friday, so okay. it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. All right, but this is like all right. So let's let's take this off for a minute. A minute. Um, this is like all right. So why are we talking about this race? Because well, we didn't get to see the Europeans race much, and IBC was super exciting to watch. So this should be really exciting. I mean, we had we yeah. had we we come down to it again. We come down to you being your super fanboyish AE type of personality you're gonna pick davide angaro to win this i'm not i'm picking no i i don't i don't pick davide because i run a i pick davide because he's the fastest guy in europe right uh well <laughs> right now he is right. like i mean who can who can argue yeah. i mean he just won the big he won the only race that's out there yeah. so he won that um yeah and it's like just for people for americans listening this like in terms of skill of drivers that are here, mm-hmm. I'd say this is more packed than than DNC this year. Well, you mean in in pro drivers? Or me. Let's see who we have. In like in like if 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 all the guys from DNC and all the guys from here met, like the field would be more stacked. In oh, this race than let's DNC see. Well, okay, year. all right. Well, let's see. Let's go through some of the big names that we have her. We have the Killex. We have Bruno Coelho. We have Badier. Ranafalk, Angaro, Boots, Figueredo, Jorn Newman. Let's not ever count him out. Juan Carlos Canas. Mm-hmm. Didn't Daniel Parente beat Badier and um, Canas a Canas, couple of weeks ago? Yes. Yeah. We have yeah. the madman, the flamboyant Italian madman, Marco Barufalo, Reno Savoia, Berton. Uh, we have the Baldo brothers, who are still good. Micha Wittemar, Masomenes, mm, more or less. Um Zankatin, Tom Robin, who we just saw in there. Montero is good. Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, I don't know all these other Spanish guys. but I think Polito will be there. And uh, Spanish in- drivers are really fast in Spain. So, and also, like, there's a lot of Spanish guys who are fast, like, at the Euros as well. So, it's just that they don't get much recognition. They only appear like the Spanish. So, I would, I would have to, RC. I would have to disagree if you, I think that, this is stacked, but it ain't DNC stacked. It's- yeah, but it's because you are like, no, but you think of Americans. For you, like Ryan Pavidis and, and uh, like no, no, uh, I think- Camden Lime are like no, top no, guys. No, no, I think if these like, guys, if Misha most of Wismar this- would be both of those guys, you know? Uh, maybe. Yes. Maybe. I yes, just haven't seen sure. him. I haven't seen him enough. But yeah. to say it's that- ju- just that like, you look this from like American perspective, where I've seen the American racing and mm-hmm. I've seen like the European racing. So like races, like if, if like, let's say Mayfield goes to this race, he'll be like trying to fight for like oh, a yeah, podium yeah. here. Yeah. Because, and another yeah. let let's put it. Mayfield dominated DNC. So. Let's be realistic. If, if these 15 guys besides JQ, <laughs> right here, and this, this one, then one stacked heat, which has uh, Barkan, Bruno, Barack, David, Robert, Elliot, Yao, 
not Joseph, Juan Carlos, Barufalo, and Savoy and Barton. That's 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 all potential DNC A main drivers right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if those yeah. guys, if that and, that, that is, and then put that into the perspective of yes. these guys are Europeans who practice in Europe and test in Europe, and they still are in America A main drivers at DNC. I agree with you. So I'm not I'm say, not disagreeing with you there. Yeah. So I agree with yeah. you there. I and definitely like, agree. With you I'd there. say most Americans is like they don't understand how competitive the European racing scene actually is. That's why we're here to talk about it. That's why we're here yeah. to talk about it. <laughs> I definitely think if uh, if those guys show up to DNC, the DNC mains, uh, I definitely think that we're going to see, if these Europeans go to DNC next year, we're going to see probably the highest amount of Europeans, international drivers we've ever seen in an A final at DNC. I just think that. Yeah. Um, just because... The, I just think that these guys are just—they're fast. Like you know, the guys who—not no disrespect mm-hmm. to the other guys who are making up their, their their ranks, but there's gonna be a lot of people not in that main that usually are in that main if this happens. So this yeah. is a big race. Um, like I said, I David Angaro right now going into this—he's on top of the world. He won the last race when all these guys met. But I think you know I'm always gonna pick the Viking here. Is he's out there practicing? He's getting ready. He he wants to yeah. win. Yep, you're gonna say he's he gonna should, come second. Yeah. I know you're gonna say he yeah, comes second. Yeah, he he's probably gonna come second. Well, actually, no, I'd say he's come probably gonna come third because Canas is really good on, especially this track and especially in Spain, he's really fast. So I my like top three is Ongaro, Canas, Ronefolk. So that's pretty easy for me. And the reason isn't that Ronefolk is like in worse form than uh, Ongaro or Canas. It's just that this is like probably one of the worst type of like tracks for the HB car. I don't know if they have something new come out since like last time out, but mm. uh, what like what I know about the HB car, this is like probably the worst type of track for that car. Why is that? Um, well, the HB car is it drives pretty loose, especially the way Runner Fox sets it up. Uh, it it, provo- it produces quite a lot of grip. And this track usually has a lot of grip. So what you need is a lot of rotation and corner speed. Mm-hmm. The HP has good rotation, but it lacks a lot in corner speed. And the cars like AE and uh, S-Works with a wider uh, rear hinge pin width, they can uh, produce much more corner speed and the car rolls much more nicely on tracks like this. So I'd say like they have a, a huge sort of advantage against Ronefog. So if Ronefog manages to win, win this race, like he battles it out with Ongaro and wins, it's it's a it's a pretty good achievement. Because you can you can easily see like when you come to DNC, like I'd pick Ronefog over Ongaro almost any day, you know? Mm-hmm. That's just because that's like the perfect track for the HB car and Cars like AE are okay, but that's not like the optimal track. Tracks like this are very optimal for uh, AE and S-Works. For Mugen, not so much. Uh, the Mugen front end is a bit pushy, so they kind of struggle on tracks like this. That's why I won't really big Robert. Uh, so yeah, Ongaro is, if he doesn't win, I'm going to be a bit, like, I'm, I'm going to be surprised. I'd mm. say it that way. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I think I'm going with, I, I honestly, I think we're going to see, it's in Spain, it's very hard to go against Badier and, and Canas 
uh, home. They've been to this track. Mm-hmm. They know how to tune their engines to this track. You know, we just talked about how high Madrid is above sea level, all that mm-hmm. type of stuff. Um, the question is, are like Robert actually needs a good, a good, uh, needs a good top three performance at one of these races. Uh, I would say. Can, no, are we, he, he didn't, didn't he finish third in IBC though? Uh, we'd have to. It's been. I forget. No. I forget. Uh, we'd have to go back no, and. Look. He, he's been, actually Robert. Yeah, but he, okay this year. I want to see beat Canas, right? Spain and but I want to see the okay. I want to see the Robert Battier. I'm in the middle of the pack. Don't pay attention to me. To the last 15 minutes of the race, and then yeah. I come on and I win. Robert Batty. That's yeah. who I want to see. remember. Now he's with Gimar yeah. engines, Gimar engines. So that's a big switch up in his program. Gimar. Gimar. <laughs> Gimar. Oh, Gimar or something. I don't Gimar, know. Is it a Spanish company? Because the G is like. I hey. think so. I think it's. Gimar. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see Kanas nipping at his heels or like pr- trying to exert his dominance. This is this a lot of. Uh, it's coming up to the end of the year for a lot of these guys. So this race has some importance to people, I would say. Um, you yeah. Know. And, and, and like the field being that stacked. Mm-hmm. It's even that puts more pressure on like Ongara and Ronfolk and Robert and Canas because they know like if they win this race, it's like a huge deal. You know, Dude, it's like I, I think um I would love like which Killick brother is gonna win? Which Killick brother leaves her beating the other one? Who gets the background? What if they go one and two? Like whoa, how awesome would that no. be? Like you know what I mean? It would be. I I I'd say one of those two could could get a top five, but I think that's the best they could do. They are fast and uh, they definitely improved a lot since they moved to Mugen. But the issue is just like these type of tracks are like very like you need a a certain type of car for tracks like this, and the car needs to handle a certain type of way to be fast. It's like if you go to this track. And you run there for one day, you do a lap, something like 39. Then you stay there for two days and you drive like a 37.5 or something. Because you need to find the corner speed in the car. You need to find, like, your car can feel amazing. You can drive really fast and the lap time just isn't good. And then you test a lot of stuff and then you find some more corner speed and stuff and then you're really fast. So track on tracks like this, the car has a huge effect, much bigger than in tracks, tracks in America. And uh, that's why I really can't see Mugen drivers or HV drivers doing too well. Obviously, Robert and Killich brothers are going to be fast and they're going to be in the main and fighting for good positions. But just like to beat someone like Ungaro, which this is like a perfect track for him, I, I think. And Kamas as well. He's won twice in a row here. So, yeah, that's just my take on it. And also, yeah... Well, I mean, it's hard to say, but like, as you, as you said before, like about Robert, like you want to see him do that, uh, like from back of the pack and then catch everyone and go by and win. If I'm being honest, like in the last five or six years, Robert has almost only done that on tracks that are kind of blown out. He's very good when the track is high speed and bumpy. He's, he's, He's ridiculously good. And also, the Mugen car is very good on tracks like that. It has good rear grip, and it has very good corner speed, and the front end is very sort of uh, 
a mellow the drive. It's not too aggressive. On tracks like this, you need to have good rotation from the front and you need the rear end still to have good corner speed and uh, the car go, go fast. And that's why I don't see Robert doing that thing. Even though if, if Robert had his best day and had his best run in the main, I still don't see that happening because this is this just isn't the type of track for him. So okay. yeah, that's that's my reasoning behind all this. All right. Um surprises who I think can do well here. Don't forget we also have Ricardo Barton. Barufalo. Mm-hmm. I th- can Barufalo put things together and not blow out and do well. Yeah. And Coelho as well. Yeah, Coelho. Coelho. I mean, yeah. he's been putting in a lot of time at the eight scale track mm-hmm. lately. And he's, and he's really he's really good on high 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 group tracks mm-hmm. and the X ray car is also good on high group tracks. So then you have can Renault Savoya and Yao Figueredo fly the? It, it's like you if you really go back and, and like ten years ago, fifteen years ago, like it would be no doubt that a Kyosha would win this. And now we're like, hey, mm-hmm. like can these guys do well at this? I think they will. Don't get me wrong, but. Uh, Yao and I think I think Savoya could be on for a top five. Yeah. I think like Kilich, one of the Kilich brothers, Savoya, um, someone like uh, uh, who else was there? Well, one of the Italians. It's gonna be Berton or uh, I don't see Polito here. Maybe, so maybe he's not here. Or, okay. I, well, Polito could be one if he is going there, but if he's not, yeah. I don't Barucho see a lot of the well. young so Italian guys, guys going. That's what I don't yeah. see. I, I I see like the top four being pretty solid. Uh, let's say top three is pretty solid with uh, Ongaro, Canas, Ronafolk. That's my picks, and then from fourth to like seventh, it's gonna be like Robert, one of the Kilich brothers, Savoya, Barufalo, and. Uh, you can throw some like Berton in there as well. I think that's gonna be like the what's the pack? What the pack's gonna be? Uh, Surprise to see Jorn Newman here racing again. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How about uh, Dark Horse? We have a couple of facts like Carlos Duras, Ricardo Montero, Thomas Musso, Tom Robin, Zankatine, Baldo Brothers, Navarro. All these guys say, are fast. I'd say Tom Robin is. A uh, good dark horse pick for a top five or a podium, even. He's like, if a few guys flame out, he could get a top three, I think, a podium. Uh, if he has a good race, he could get a top five, but he's sort of a dark or he, he isn't like, he isn't sort of like he's gonna be in the fight. If he has a good day, he can snatch a top five. That's my my guess. All right. Let's make one more prediction before we, uh, before we, we go on and talk about something this and coverage look at this where do we think this guy's gonna, where do we think beaker's gonna finish do we does, i think he's gonna make the main i don't even think he's gonna Pretty make the easily. main i'm uh, I, i'm sorry depends i hope depends he does really i i think it really depends on if he has a good start in a semi he's gonna make the main you know and, what uh if he has a decent mechanic or someone he knows who is his mechanic, I think he has a pretty good shot at making the main. Because like this guy, like he probably crashed once the whole Finnish national season or something. He like he this guy just doesn't crash. Uh, that's why he was pretty slow at times. But he's been practicing at this track for a lot. He's been to this track many times. He's been developing the car at this track for a long while. So 
if he doesn't make the main, I go, I'm I'm going to be definitely be a, a little bit disappointed. I really expect him to make at least the main. Mm-hmm. And like, it's hard to say because I haven't seen the car in person on high grip. But if if the car is actually as good as he says it is on high grip, like I wouldn't be surprised to see him in JQ like doing a top five or something crazy. Well, you you definitely but, are. What drugs are you using? Because I need some. Um, I, no, but like no, but look, like, JQ is you know, actually really. You, you should you should have seen like. Uh, when he was running like Black Edition versus the Mayako, like the difference in only in Finland, and the Black Edition notoriously sucked on high grip. That's and true. this car, at least JQ's, in JQ's words, is really good on high grip. So I like, if he doesn't make the main, I'm going to be disappointed. If he makes the main, it's like eighth, ninth, then I'm like, okay, yeah, not surprised. If he makes it the top five, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't say I'm surprised, but that would be a really good result for him. That would be like a super good result for him. Sweet. Um, you know what? I do not know who's going to be covering this. Uh, you said Everlaps should have scoring. Uh, yeah. So I, Everlaps, Everlaps has scoring on their website. You, it's probably on the top of the list. You just mm-hmm. Google Everlaps, and you can find Bogiland there, and you can find all hits and stuff. It's it's a system just like Live RC and my RCM, and I'd argue better system, but just much more unknown. Uh, and Info RC will most likely be covering it live. Uh, we should probably ask if uh, Nick and Matt will cover it with uh, Motorsport Europe. I don't know. I haven't uh, heard but anything. But... I think in in Info RC will most likely cover yeah. it with a live broadcast. But I kind of was gonna save this for a rant, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Isn't this the type of stuff that Afro should be trying to do? Like instead of no offense to what they've done, which I think is great. The last the last two weeks, they they pumped resources in doing that. But this is this is one of the biggest. This is probably one of the biggest races they're going to have this year. Afro hasn't had any races. Shouldn't they have focused on probably trying to get? I mean, obviously the English class couldn't go there, but they should have focused. Maybe they're going to work together with uh with Info RC. We'll yeah. see. We'll, I, I hope they do. I my hope they guess. Do. My guess is what's going to happen is Info RC will have a live feed. And then they will have English commentary by Matt and Nick. I at least hope that's what they're going to do. And I believe that's that's what's going to happen. I'll tell you and, what. The, uh, at the least guy, for the main day. The guy from InfoRC did it all on his own the last time he was there. And he did a bang. Oh, yeah. And he does, he, do, he, does that, he does that for every Spanish national, at least most Spanish nationals, I should say. He does it. He did it for IBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does it for a lot of big races. Uh, only issue is he's obviously Spanish. Yeah, but he does the English version leaders, too. He English. does English and Spanish. Yeah, but he like the lives are in Spanish, and then he like has like he uh, like every other minute he says like the update in English. So it's it's good. He does mm-hmm. a good job of that, considering like ninety percent of his viewers are Spanish uh, no, speaking people. This is- Hey, look, Afra talks about collaboration and all this type of stuff. Well, this yeah. is a non-Afra event. They, yeah. sh- they should collaborate. I, do- I do. Yeah, I do believe they will collaborate. I, I would I be surprised so. if they don't. The RC yeah. world. But we'll if if not, we'll talk about definitely oh. next week. It'll be around. Yeah. <laughs> Watch them go rush and do it now. They should release this podcast yeah. today so they make sure they do it. Um, yeah. But I hope they do. It will be great uh, to hear Nick and I think, guys talk I think- about it. I think for the main day they will do it. Yeah, at least uh, that's I don't Sunday. Know. Qualifying and practice, I don't think. But, but I don't. I don't really think qualifying 
live streams are that important, really. Mm-hmm. Like, I like qualifying. Cool I do like qualifying, though. I do like qualifying, but like, who watches 10 hour live stream of qualifying? Not, I, I, used I usually to, tune not in five minutes before the main and then watch the main live. And well, I think that's how it should be. You don't watch like the. You don't watch the Formula One for the whole day. You'll just watch the race. Uh, I think that's how it should be. Well, we shall see. Uh, if it's that way, I, I'd, be, I'd well, be fine with it. And I'll give props to Efra if they do it. If well, they don't... Well, I'm sure we can tune into House of RC. Yeah, if they don't, we're going to get on them. I'm sure we can tune into House of RC for stuff. Also, I'll be sharing whatever I can find on it. And then mm-hmm. um, yeah. hopefully... I hope Joseph makes the main. So then we yeah. have a happy Joseph next week. To do a recap, <laughs> um, I would like. I think I'm gonna try and get David. It be. I mean, let's see. Might be. Maybe. Maybe they'll all be in Spain, and maybe we can do some sort of collaboration where you yeah, have Robert think, on and all that. I type think of David's stuff. gonna stay there for a while, uh, and Jake is definitely gonna stay there for a while because he's with the car. I I would be surprised if Jake and Ronald aren't going practicing somewhere. Oh, of course, Next because. Year. Next They've week. been like you know. Remember, like before COVID and stuff, JQ and Ronafuck uh, were in Spain for like a few yeah. months that winter. So, yeah, uh, I I think they're gonna do the same type of stuff. So they probably will be good for next week. All right. So we talked about that enough. My yeah, top three, and then I'm gonna do my top three, and I think that we're gonna wrap this podcast up. Yeah, Ongaro can ask Ronafuck. All right, I'm going David Ronafuck because I can't bet against the Viking. Ongaro Dachie. Okay, that's a good pick as well. But you know you know what you always do? You you picked Fenn for the longest time and then you not didn't pick him for a few races and then he won his first race. So you're saying I'm a jinx? So I think this is yeah, you're a, you're definitely a jinx because you always go against the odds for the guy that you're a fan of. So like Fend was supposed to win DNC and I even picked him there. But like for other races, like after DNC, you should have been like, no Fend, no more. But you you were you're stuck to him. And I I think you fuck with people mentally by your picks. Like <laughs> people I think people are scared that you pick them for the win. So I should pick the video tomorrow. Like, okay, uh, let's put it this way. If if you pick Davide Ongaro, Ronald Falk might actually win. So, I'm really picking Davide Angaro, fingers crossed. Yeah, but that's not second. a genuine pick. It doesn't, the, jinx, the, jinx has to be, the jinx has to be genuine, you know? Oh, shit. I'm, I'm shit out of luck yeah. on that one. Yeah, I'm going to run a fault. Angaro, baddier, man. And yeah. I will throw in a dark horse there. I'm, I'm going with my buddy. I'm going with my buddy. Madman Marco Barufalo. But it's, it's so I'd stacked. like to see him battle it. Battle yeah, that we didn't even talk about boots. Oh, like, shit, I... Boots? Yeah, boots and Coelho. We almost forgot. I said we said something about Coelho, but like yeah, you said you, you mentioned him, but let's talk about boots real quick before we, we, we. Yeah. To be honest, he's been looking really lost uh, in UK. But the issue with UK is they run on the junk oil tracks. Uh, they destroy the nature around them and no, everything it's, else. It's natural, and then natural the track. Oil. No, it's not. It's junk. It's trash, and then. Then they run like some ultra soft seismic compound. It's the only tire that works. So it, it's not really a good baseline. Let's let's put it that way. So boots could be really fast. 
Uh, we'll see. He needs a good result, though. He, he definitely doesn't. needs one. Only issue is probably the engine. Like, mm. it's so high up. It's it's not going to be that hot, so that might help him a bit. But it's so high up that uh, I'd say OS has a huge advantage at tracks like this. Sweet. I, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. Um, it's going to be interesting. I hope we get some good coverage. I'll be tuned into this. And um, we got to talk about it next week. I love in this races and this, these guys because we got to talk about it. And mm-hmm. this time, it actually probably... Like, it was really good to have Tebow talk about the Southern Nets from his point of view. So, yeah, yeah let's um, get some guys in and talk about this next week. Yeah, we need, we need like, uh, to have people on more who are actually at these races. Because both of us, we love, we're, like, never at these races. Or, because we yeah, are or maybe I need to get to, to some of these races. But hopefully next year. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know what, Max? It, uh, we're going to wrap this up. I just want to shout out a real quick uh, to Sun City RC Raceway. We, don't forget the U.S. Open's coming up on the... I said this date already, and I've lost it already here. It's coming up on the 21st to the 24th. That's going to be our next big race This for when we get the American guys racing together. So check that out. If you're on the fence of going, check them out. Uh, let's help Sun City RC Raceway. They're big supporters of the No Name RC podcast, and we thank them for their love. And um, we want to see them, their, their track succeed. And it's, hey, I was talking to David Isherwood earlier. And now with um, the USA saying that you have to be vaccinated, to, now you have to be vaccinated to come to America. You don't, so Europe's off the you know, ban list. RCGP is starting to look like it's going to happen. Woo-hoo. So yeah, it's uh, just that Americans need to get vaccinated as well. Well, to get, to get to over Europe. to to Europe, yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> so that's gonna be a huge issue. With, but it with looks it's looking like we're gonna have an RCGP next year. So I'm yeah. excited about that. I was just talking yeah. to David today, and it's gonna be good. Also, um, remember, guys, our sponsors. I have to give one more shout out, and that's the Lugs RC. Lugs Racing has over 55 years of combined experience in RC. They've been testing treads, wheels, and rubber for performance. Lugs Equan tires were developed with racing budgets in mind. High quality but lower cost means savings can be passed on to you, the consumer. Lugs Racing tires, their racing tires provide pure performance made using their custom molds, preparatory rubber compounds, and they're testing a lot, man. They've got... Uh, they've been busy this year. They've been sponsoring lots of events, so let's check them out. Tires are available in medium, soft, super soft, mega soft, and now long wear. They also have truggy tires, so go to www.lugsracing.com, and I can think you can save up to 30% with uh, promo code NNRCLUGS in all caps. Thank you to Lugs for their continued support. Thank you to all the sponsors for the continued support. Max, thank you for your time. Enjoy the rally racing, dude. Um, send me some video of that stuff, Definitely. please. I you, will. And are I will you going to take my camera with me and, and stuff? Uh, you're going to be too inebriated to do anything. You're going to be all messed up. You and Henry out there drinking hot beer or something like that. I don't. I don't drink anymore. You sw- you don't. You just consume. Well, I do, but I, I actually haven't drank a lot recently. Only like. Probably once in the last like not weeks, last so night. Doing pretty good. No, last night I didn't drink. I was just out with my oh, friends. Okay. Uh and you're going you with can your have t- fun without I know. people. I, I have been doing this for <laughs> a year. And you're going with your mysterious oh, yeah, unknown, true. never seen before secret brother Rex. 
Yeah, he's definitely not going to be out there. He's staying home, playing really? RuneScape. Hey, and what? He's fucking insane, dude. He's, he's playing that game. He's, like, he's played that game for, like, a few years, and, like, the stuff he has in that game is, like, worth more than people that have played for, like, over 10 years. What game is this? So that dude grinds. RuneScape. You no, must I know this. No, I don't. No idea. This is like one of the oldest uh, like multiplayer games there. I have to check it out. Like I'll, I'll probably, oh, yeah, I know what yeah. that is. I've never seen your brother. I don't think he exists. I think he's a figment of your imagination. <laughs> it's like your alter ego Rex. Is everything that I want to do that I don't want people to know. Um, <clears throat> thank you for your time. Hey, guys. A uh, little shorter podcast. He's only going to go an hour, but we still went an hour and 45 minutes. I know yeah. we didn't have a guest this week. I mean... A little bit shorter podcast. It's still almost two hours. Yeah, so. uh, we have issues. Uh, we have issues. Thank you, everybody, for the continued support. We will. I, I don't know if we'll have a guest next week because we might just, we might get carried away talking about a recap. But we will have a guest soon. Maybe we're gonna start doing two podcasts. Maybe I need to put a poll up. Should we do two podcasts? Do you like them long? Do you like them? Split up you don't two. need a poll. We need to do two podcasts. Yeah, no one listens to five yeah, hours. Yeah, we just need to do two. Twenty twenty two. We're gonna we're gonna revamp everything. Uh, thank you to all the support guys please have a good weekend be safe send it without responsibility if you're doing some RC stuff anybody that's going to the uh, the buggy land race send me some video I want to see it uh, what's going on uh, Max have a good time post pictures of the track too yeah we haven't seen pictures of the track any. Yeah, I'm gonna have I'm gonna do some boating here this week I gotta order another prop so that river's just eight, like that's like fifty dollars. That's like seventy bucks just going like that, like just going in seconds, yeah, into the abyss. Uh, but that's RC boats, man. That's RC boats. Max, thank you for your time. Uh, patrons of the NNRC squad of the, I'm all confused. Patrons of the NNRC, thank you for the extra support. You guys help keep these bills paid. Thank you to the awesome sponsors of our podcast. They are Mayako, Beach RC, High Tech RC, TNR Fuels, Techno RC, Sun City RC Raceway, Lugs Racing Tires, JQ Scale Motorsports, Manscaped.com, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, Donathan RC, Racecraft USA, House of RC, RCGP. Don't forget to get your Invisible Speed online course. And people, please sign up for the So Dialed app. It's really good. And also, don't forget, cut through that jungle and find your manhood with www.manscape.com promo code no name in all caps save 20% off your order and free shipping you know what Max it's time to go Leftium uh, Nitro is the glory e-buggy pays the bills if you ain't grinding and sliding Lefty and Max are out y'all have a good weekend and uh, we'll talk to you maybe next week or maybe Max is gonna get a break next week and I'll have Biko on to either explain this is look. This is the beaker we're gonna get next week. Either he's gonna explain how he thinks he's gonna come back and be a world champion, or we're gonna have the beaker who needs to be put on suicide watch next week. Either way, it's gonna be fun. Um, you have a good one, Max. I'll talk to you later. Have fun at the rally championship. That was the longest outro ever. I know. Okay. Bye, everybody. <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to the No Name RC podcast. We greatly appreciate all the support and love from you, the listeners. Without all of you, none of this is possible. Special thanks to our patrons on Patreon. If you wish to support the podcast further, you can at patreon.com forward slash NNRC podcast. As a patron, you will receive early releases, special content and patron only giveaways also please follow us on facebook instagram and our website www.nnrcpodcast.com remember nitro is the glory but e-buggy pays the bills if you aren't having fun it doesn't make sense and if you ain't grinding you're sliding lefty out Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory. so bad.